The contents of this podcast is for general information only and does not constitute financial advice or consider individual circumstances. Please seek your own independent legal, financial, taxation or other advice before making investment decisions. Hey, it's Ed Stott and Ben here. He's the CEO of Collective Shift and we are back with another episode of Decoding Crypto. Wow, this flow-on effect from FTX just doesn't stop. FTX, as you know, is the exchange that has gone up in smoke. It was the second biggest exchange in the crypto space, and it has gone up in in smoke. It is causing ripple effects throughout the industry. Investors are pulling funds out of major crypto exchanges as a result of this collapse. And JP Morgan analysts have said in a note this week um, that all major exchanges have experienced outflows, but Gemini, OKX, and Crypto.com had the most severe training of funds. That's not good news for Crypto.com as they can't seem to keep hold of their money even when it's not being withdrawn from them. So we'll see how that goes, Ben. But they said also the stablecoin market's getting smaller and this may continue to hurt the price of other major cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin. Wow, Ben, this is just like this flow on effect is crazy. I've got a hot take here, Ed. I actually think this is very bullish for the space. Uh, I Go think on. the withdrawal of funds off exchanges is a net positive. And the reason I'm saying that is because it's forcing people to learn how to self-custody, forcing people mm-hmm. to learn how to store their crypto themselves, which is the yeah. reason we all should be in crypto for the first place is having your own money in your own wallet, complete freedom. No one can touch it. No one can take it off you. So yes, volume is going to be down. Yes, the crypto exchanges are going to be like, uh, you know, sad because they're you know, less crypto on the exchanges. But, um, you know, whoop de doo I think it's um, power to the people and let's learn how to store our crypto properly. Yeah, absolutely. And so we were talking last week about, you know, go online, get yourself a ledger um, and or any other form of hard wallet and take your cryptocurrency off the exchange. Obviously, that is the safest thing to do at this time. And we've seen those companies that sell Cold War cold wallets having the highest record sales ever so people are clearly taking this incredibly seriously but because so many people have rushed to buy their cold wallets now there's like a month-long wait if you order one today so obviously you're going to order one online so that you know you know it's um you know not been tampered with it's trustworthy it's from a good place um but what, what my question is, what do you do if you've just ordered a hardware wallet, but it's not going to arrive for a month, yet every day we're seeing crypto exchanges tank? Like, what are our options, Ben? So there's other wallets you can get that aren't hardware wallets. Uh, mm-hmm. And there's a wallet I actually use personally on my desktop, which is called the Jax wallet. So it's dot io. And it is a self-custody wallet, meaning that it's not an exchange. You are the owner of those assets. And you can download that onto your Mac, your Windows, uh, or you can actually get it even as a Chrome extension. But I've just downloaded the app. And inside the Jax wallet, you can hold pretty much all, 
all the assets. So you can hold you know, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Bitcoin Cash, Litecoin. You can move your assets into here. So I've used this for a couple of years now. I tend to use it predominantly when like moving funds around or like, mm-hmm. you know, for example, when I'm traveling, I don't have my ledger on me. So I move some crypto into the Jack's Liberty wallet because it's a little bit easier to move around. And it's important to note that it's probably in the middle of a, an exchange wallet and a hardware wallet. You know, you yeah, still right. have the possibility that your laptop could be hacked someone you, you know so if someone logs into your computer or you download a virus accidentally or click on something you know people can still get access to that wallet and send the funds out where a cold wallet you know can't be hacked unless you give away your 24 seed phrase right so that's that's another layer of security but a desktop wallet like the jacks liberty wallet is still a lot better than an exchange because a self-custody wallet means you own the assets when your money's yeah. on an exchange, you don't own those assets. The exchange owns the assets. So you need to be careful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And so for a service like that, do you pay for it? Is there, is there a fee? Completely free. Uh, so they make money off transaction fees. So like when you send you know, crypto or whatever it might be, they might just take a very, very small clip. Uh, but that's completely free and you can download that you know, today. Great. But the lesson is, is that this is really like a temporary top gap until you can get your hands on a hard wallet. Yeah, I wouldn't store any considerable amount of money there for a long time. Uh, I think it's better than an exchange, but still a hardware wallet is your number one priority. And Ed, not one thing, just a quick, quick note for those people that you know are waiting for those hardware wallets, don't get impatient and go to some secondary site. Never buy a wallet off someone else. Never, ever, ever, unless you buy it directly from the Ledger wallet, do not use a wallet. Because if it's been used before, if it's been opened, if someone has set up the seed phrase, if you ever get a wallet and don't go through the seed phrase setup process, do not use it. Because someone has most likely copied the seed phrase, has used it before, and they can log into your wallet remotely without even needing that hardware wallet. So always buy a brand new one. The other thing I want to talk to you about is the fact that after FTX collapsed, um, obviously people have had their uh, funds frozen on FTX and not, you know, they've just gone with FTX. You know, it's terrible. Billions of dollars worth of cryptocurrency. But it's not just crypto. NFTs have come stuck too. So apparently Discord servers tied to projects that launched via the NFT, the FTX NFTs platform over the last year are now filling up with complaints from users who cannot withdraw their Solana-based assets from the FTX account. In some cases, even people who transferred their F- NFTs to external self-custody wallets like the one we're talking about right now can't see the NFT artwork because apparently the FTX server issues are stopping them able to stopping them from being able to access them. Links to heaps of the projects that were launched through the FTX NFTs marketplace are now broken. And the other thing is is that loads of these brands that are affected uh, who are involved in these projects who created these NFTs like Coachella, Tomorrowland, uh, Steph Curry's 2974 NFT collection and Formula One themed NFTs from the Mercedes AMG Patronus racing team are all affected. And so the problem is, is that a lot of people who didn't really, don't really know that much about NFTs and crypto have bought these NFTs and obviously don't know that much about self-custody or the fact that you have to take it off and put it onto a wallet to ensure that it's safe. So, so 
many of these NFTs were left on the exchange and are now just, you know, apparently just unusable. Yeah, this is interesting. Uh, so FTX NFTs was a custodial platform, yeah, which means that which means that it held purchased NFTs for for buyers unless they opted to transfer it to an external wallet. Mm. So those that had their NFTs on FTX again, once you move your crypto to an exchange, you're giving up ownership. So when FTX mm. went down, uh, you basically lost ownership, and you know if the server's down, you can't get access to them. So uh, yeah, unfortunately, since FTX was always ran by a central, like ran like a centralized NFT marketplace, uh, and if you hadn't withdrawn ahead of time, they will likely be caught up for years in the ongoing bankruptcy process. So, yeah, that's pretty sad, Ed. But um, important to note that you always need to uh, keep your even your NFTs on an exchange. So you can move your NFTs to to a ledger. Uh, usually, you're going to hold them in a MetaMask. MetaMask is similar to like the Jacks. Liberty Wallet, it's yeah. in between a cold wallet and, that runs and a on hot Ethereum. wallet. Correct, correct. So, yeah, uh, yeah always need to, to move uh, move those NFTs offline to a secure offline wallet. Yeah, and I think the other lesson here is that, you know, just because uh, a, an exchange like FTX are working with these blue chip corporations, you know, Mercedes, Coachella, you know, really big blue chip corporations who would never, you know, scupper their customers in any other circumstance. But just because FTX are working with these brands does not legitimize FTX. Like you have to be super careful and not fall into a false sense of security just because FTX is working with these brands. You still have to do your due diligence. You still have to check who this organization is that you're putting your money into. And you still absolutely have to take everything off the exchange because otherwise, as we always say, not your C, not your keys, not your coins, you know? It's a really good reminder again, Ben. Yeah, and it is sad because a lot of people probably didn't even know that. Like if your first yeah. entry into crypto is to buying a small little NFT like a Steph Curry NFT or a Coachella NFT, like you're probably not going to know and you're probably not going to be know how to set up a ledger or whatever a ledger is, right? So you're just going to store it on mm-hmm. a platform like FTX and it goes tits up and you lose everything. So, you know, yeah. it is sad and I feel for those people. And it's really going to push the space back because... Everybody I've spoken to, everybody that's an, even a non-crypto person is asking how crypto is and like, you know, it's, yeah, it's confirming true. in a lot of people's minds that this space is, um, you know, bad and, and it's sad. It's sad. It's going to push the space yeah. back a little bit. But you know what the lesson is here, Ben, don't you? Buy crypto? You know? No. <laughs> no. So you don't know what the lesson is. The Buy lesson the is here that you have to listen to decoding crypto and that's how oh, we stop yes. these things happening to you. So tell your well, mates, if anybody's getting into crypto while we're in the dip, let them know of the podcast because we can stop you from making so many of the mistakes that we have already made. We will be back again on Monday. It is a pleasure having you. We are so enjoying chatting crypto with you and we really hope it's been helpful. If you have any troubles or you need any advice, like similarly to the crypto wallet question we covered today, just give us a shout. Our email is crypto at novapodcast.com.au and we would absolutely love to hear from you. If you're enjoying the podcast so far, please leave us a review on your favorite podcasting app. We would be so grateful and it just helps other people to find us. Right, Ben, I'll catch you again on Monday, yeah? See you. Have a good one.